You're listening to the free, abridged edition of the Energy Transition Show. American coal. Nuclear energy. Natural gas. Hydro. Solar power. Wind turbines. We're becoming a monumental exporter of natural gas. This boom in the United States is not a bubble that's going away. The oil's still there. I'd rather pump it from another country and save ours, and then when the rest of the world runs out, hey, guess what? We can still turn on our lights. We've run into a problem where we have constraints, where there are limits now. The new phase we're going into related to the exhaustion of these resources, there's no replacement. This is a one-shot affair, and we're unprepared for it. Really, we do not have very much more time to get a handle on this problem. It's better to get to a renewable future, a sustainable future, sooner rather than later. Get there before we do the environmental damage, not after. This is not only our first episode of 2017, it's also our first episode to require a paid subscription to hear. So this is a big milestone for the Energy Transition Show, and now, on with the show. As we discussed briefly in episode 31 in our discussion with Eamon Ryan, the head of Ireland's Green Party, an idea called the North Seas Countries Offshore Grid Initiative would knit together the power grids of the countries adjacent to the North Sea and enable a far greater share of renewables, especially offshore wind, on the northern European grid than would be possible otherwise. It would also make it possible to use Norway's substantial hydro capacity as a giant battery to balance out the variability of wind and solar on the European grid. And in the longer term, it could be a key part of a European supergrid that would connect the transmission grids of all of Europe and potentially even tap the massive solar capacity of the Middle East and Northern Africa. Now these are big, bold ideas. Implementing them won't be easy. The planning alone has already gone on for years and the upfront costs are high. And building the actual infrastructure might even be the easy part. But the benefits would be enormous, and the political process, as well as the actual building of the infrastructure, are already underway. To help us understand this long and complex process, we're talking today with Kees van der Loon of the Dutch consultancy Ecofis. Kees got his degree in physics and is a managing partner at Ecofis, which has just been acquired by Navigant Consulting. He has been involved in various projects concerning the North Sea energy system, and he took part in the steering group of the process that connected the new generation of offshore wind farms in the Netherlands. He currently leads a team developing a vision on how to accelerate the integrated approach to the future North Sea energy system. So there is no one better to explain where the process now stands, what the potential costs and benefits of the system are, and what we might expect in the near future. So let's bring him into the conversation now. Welcome, Case, to the Energy Transition Show. Thank you. It's great to be on. Why don't you start us off by introducing our listeners to Ecofis and the implications of its acquisition by Navigant? Well, Ecofis is a company uh, that's around for 30 years. I joined it when it was a startup in 1986 as the third employee, and we always focused on sustainable energy and the the climate issue, the climate change and climate action. We developed into an international consultancy working on those topics, also at a strategic level with bases in Europe. And recently we were acquired by Navigant Consulting, which has an energy practice with its center of gravity in the US and was looking for uh, an internationalization of its offerings. So we're very happy to team up now and to form a global energy consultancy. Cool. Okay. Um, Well, this ought to create an opportunity for a much broader range of practice then. 
Yeah, sure. There's a lot of complementarity in our offerings, but also enough similarity to make for a really good cooperation. So as Ecofis, we will continue to focus on uh, Europe and the Middle East for now, but we already see a lot of synergy coming up. For example, in bringing our European expertise in offshore wind energy to the U.S. market. Oh, cool. Offshore wind. Well, you must be quite excited then about the Block Island wind farm project that started off of Rhode Island. Yeah, we are finally seeing some action and it's really good that there's now a start and that there's more uh, bidding going on for locations. So uh, I think we'll see a lot of uh, activity in that sphere in the, in the U.S. as well. I do too. So let's turn to the main topic that I wanted to discuss here, which is something that Eamon Ryan mentioned in episode 31 on Ireland's energy transition, and that's the North Sea Country's Offshore Grid Initiative, which has been known by its clunky acronym NSCOGI. We say NSCOGI. NSCOGI. Okay, well, that's not quite so clunky. <laughs> okay. So this is a joint venture to create a power grid connecting offshore wind farms in the North Sea to the land, as well as to interconnect the grids of the countries bordering the North Sea. And last June, nine of these countries, Belgium, Denmark, France, Germany, Ireland, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Norway, and Sweden, agreed to cooperate in building the transmission system, allowing more trading of energy between them and to further integrate their energy markets. But that's about as much clarity as I could get. I mean, the idea has apparently been discussed for around seven years now. Dozens of organizations of every kind have issued analyses and reports on various aspects of it in that time. And, and now it seems it's been renamed to the North Sea's cooperation. So, you know, frankly, I just got a little lost trying to research this. So can you clarify for us exactly where this idea stands? I can imagine, Chris. But a lot did happen. We're now seeing a huge growth in offshore wind farms in the North Sea. And that's good. Prices coming down by competitive bidding and technological innovation. So the case for such a system on the North Sea is becoming better and better. The hard part there is the integration. So, so far, it's still national projects with their own support schemes and their own grid connections. And due to all kinds of differences in regulatory matters, market organization, etc., the challenge is still to take a more integrated approach. Okay, so the countries all have, I, I guess, arrived at some sort of a common idea of where it is that they're trying to get to. And it sounds like they're actually building, at least within each country, some of the infrastructure necessary to create this thing. Yeah, yeah. So a, a bit of background. In the EU, we have a target to, to get 27% of all our energy from renewables by 2030. But for electricity, that translates to around 45 to 50%. So that's huge. It's now about 30%, so it's quite some growth. And due to the favorable developments in offshore wind energy, the chances are going up that a lot of that will be implemented in the form of offshore wind energy. And for that, the North Sea is one of the most favorable locations. There's also opportunities in the Irish Sea and in the Baltics. But the bulk of it will be realized in the North Sea, and all the countries around it are working on their implementation of that. We hope you have enjoyed this free sample of the Energy Transition Show. The full episode covers much more. In order to hear the rest, point your browser to energytransitionshow.com and become a member. 
Annual subscriptions start at just $60 a year. It's like subscribing to your favorite magazine or newspaper, but we prefer to think of it as buying us a pint once a month as a way of saying thanks. We also have monthly and per-episode pricing available. The first 33 episodes of the Energy Transition Show were free, and always will be. So if you want to see what our full shows contain, feel free to check those out. Then we hope you'll become a member and support our show. In order to bring you the most unfiltered, unbiased, honest information we can produce, we have elected not to take any sponsors or advertisers. 100% of the revenue that makes the Energy Transition Show possible comes from listener subscriptions. So please join us today and support our ad-free show featuring high-quality, cutting-edge interviews and news about the most important story of our time, energy transition. And now a quick look at some recent news items. Item 1. A recent capacity auction in the UK secured about 500 megawatts of battery storage, which will come online in the 2020-2021 contract period. This very significant chunk of lithium-ion battery storage will be used for grid balancing and supporting variable renewables. The auction cleared at 22 pounds sterling and 50 pence per kilowatt year, well below the estimated 35 to 45 pounds needed to spur new gas plant investment, and indicates that battery storage is now starting to outbid gas and coal on the UK grid. Item 2. The Power Ministry of India estimates that it will build 50 gigawatts. Well, that's it for this episode of the Energy Transition Show. Thanks for listening. You can find our show archive and give us feedback and suggestions at energytransitionshow.com and follow us on Twitter at Transition Show. Our theme music was by Mike Sugar and Mark Burnfield, who you can find online at mikesugarmusic.com. The Energy Transition Show is a production of the XE Network.